Welcome to the Dating Essential Podcast with Eva, the Relationship Maker, where we talk about dating, relationships, and also we answer your questions. This weekend edition is going to be very interesting for everybody who is going to be listening to it because I have, again, Julia. And if you have been listening to my podcast, Julia is an intimacy coach. We were talking about many issues, and the last time we talked about what, what she looks in a man for her to be attracted to. And uh, she found this amazing gentleman drawn. They are very happy. It's really a cute couple. I'm looking at them, and it makes me smile. And today they're going to talk about the event they're going to put on on the 24th of July. And all the information is going to be uh, listed on my podcast. Hi, Julia. Hi, John. Hi, Eva. Hi, Eva. Would you like to tell me a little bit about yourself, just to remind people who you are, and also, John, if you can say something? Okay. Yes, well, I am Julia Kovacs, and uh, I've been running uh, a group called SoSexy.life, and it's basically dedicated to to share with people all my research <laughs> that that has been an ongoing project to learn as much as I can about sexuality because uh, I decided about eight years ago that I thought I knew something and I didn't and I was 50 years old then and and I'm continuously amazed how much I don't know and and that prompted me to you know, to create a venue in which I can share this with people because I realized that many people know less and less and then whatever you focus on, it expands. And for me, this became a focus and I have now just such a wide range of experiences in this field that I really wanted to share it with anyone who is, uh, who is wanting to learn more. And this is an area where we have all so much to learn about. This is going to be an educational, an educational event. And John, would you like to introduce yes. yourself? Sure. My name is John Berkepack, and my focus after going through a, a really difficult breakup, my marriage of 24 years, I really took a look at what went wrong, what was my part in it and threw myself into men's work. That's one of the things that I was very, very interested in, in, in my own self-development, as well as helping to mentor young men who were really trying to get themselves established in life, both in their mission and work, but also with women. And I've been working this for for quite a while and then met Julia and we have such synergy together and we decided that we would really like to take this synergy and to share you know, what what our learnings have been uh, how we're relating and share that with people and and in that way help them to improve their relationships and specifically around their intimate sexual relationship i find that that still there is a taboo special here in north america 
about, I mean, everybody's watching porn, but nobody really knows what to do. From porn, you cannot learn what to do. And it's, there are two things that ends up a marriage, money and sex. Either not enough or not to not know how to, or I don't know, it's something, and they're saying there is no frigid women. But I think if the men don't know how to handle a woman, then the woman is going to be frigid, right? Well, my belief is that men just truly don't understand the biology and the psychology of women. I've talked to Julia about this before. The nature's cosmic joke is that, you know, for men to, to get connected, they need sex. And for women to have sex, they need connection. So we're coming at this from two different directions. And so men need to understand that as much as they're ready to go, their partners need to feel connected. They need to relax into the experience. They need to have presence from their man in order to get that connection. And once the connection starts to, to build, then their desire can start to build. If the man had, takes no time at all and expects, wow, hey, it's nine o'clock, kids are finally in bed, we've had a really, really, really tough day, and by the way, let's go, I'm, I'm ready to, to have sex with you, he's not going to receive a very warm reception. So, and, and the reality is that men have arousal during the day often, oftentimes, and they are ready because biologically that's how they are built to, uh, to have that connection and it feels good. And, but the, the process is, is that women have to warm up to it, to open up to receiving that penetration. And I'm not just saying from the penis, but from that, that penetrative force, right? And to be open up to receiving that energy. And, you know, you, and it all, mind and body is a unit and it's all connected. So if your mind is full of stuff of the day, your body is tense and you're not able to relax into that. So there's many, many components to this. And we are trying to cover as many as we can what in the Buddhist days called blocks to bliss. But I like that you both came together and you actually forming a whole. So yeah. everybody gets everything out if they paying attention to it. Yes, because, it, because I, think that, I think one of the travesties is that in that, I think in the 80s and 90s and, and, and this whole idea that you know, men are from Mars and women are from Venus, we're never gonna understand each other. You just have to put up with it and you know and women go off and complain about men and men go off and play sports or they go down to the basement and watch porn because they kind of just give up on on, on creating this connection because we in our society have nowhere where we can go for help or if you go then it's all you know a lot of it's about the medical community and they're looking for what's wrong with you and they want to fix it with a pill or women go and <clears throat> buy themselves vibrators or men they you know if once they got sick of the porn then they take a lover or something 
they just, you know, it's all band-aid solutions. And in the meantime, you know, these people are connected and have, are living together. And the reality is that if they actually had the skills and communication skills and connection skills and, and many other skills that, that is required to connect to another human being, but especially another human being who is a male or a female who is very differently wired from you, then you have to learn those skills. It doesn't come naturally. And it will be uncomfortable and it because we are all dealing with so much shame and guilt around this so all of those areas need to be addressed and um, so we are we, we decided to create this uh, this playful environment where we invite people into our own space so they can watch what we have done for each other and and how we you know and at our age after many many failures <laughs> and in our in our lives of of trying on our own to figure this stuff out we both have taken a lot of time to take classes and work on ourselves and learn those skills and now it feels natural and this is kind of what we really would like to communicate that once you learn how to ski down the hill then it you know it looks easy but at the beginning you are just going down you know plowing and that's what most of us are doing for all of our lives if you never actually had someone telling you that hey there's another way to do this <laughs> you don't have to plow and you don't have to be ridden with fear there's a way to release all of that and it's a process and it goes by layers by layer and we like to just invite people to join us and join our 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 happy club. <laughs> what I love about it that everybody can stay home in the privacy of their home. Mm -hmm. So find a babysitter, get rid of all the distractions, and really get into it because it's really valuable whatever you're teaching. It's okay to have a quickie from time to time, but the real deal, if you want to connect, it's really what you are offering. It yep. truly is. One of the things that we as men, me and, and, and most of the other men on the planet, are, are dealing with ego. And when we're dealing with ego, what we have is this belief that we are skilled and that we are very good at pretty much everything. And what life teaches us is that no, that's maybe not the case. I think that for kids who grow up and both of my sons played minor hockey, there's a lot of time and effort devoted to learning how to skate, learning how to shoot the puck, learning how to play the game and to understand the rules so that you can elevate your uh, your skill level higher and higher and higher I've also found this out if we take a business example lots of the guys who I work with and who I mentor believe that somehow they're natural entrepreneurs and that all they need to do is decide I'm gonna start a business and I'm going to absolutely knock this thing out of the park. Well, there's a lot of things to do between and skills to develop and things to learn 
before you can knock it out of the park. And what we're doing here is using that analogy to say, well, we got these parts that we were born with, and especially from a man's perspective, oh, I know how to, uh, I know how to make love to a woman. I'm, I'm sexy and I'm uh, compelling and I'm interesting and I'm skilled until they start fumbling around and realize that maybe they're not as naturally skilled as they, they thought they were. And that doesn't mean that people can't learn. Definitely people can learn. I have seen a good friend of mine who started playing guitar when he was a teenager. And for the first few months, I thought, oh my God, this, this guy is never going to learn how to play guitar. Well, he practiced and he practiced and a couple of years later, he was a very skilled guitar player, really great musician who started out being very unskilled. So I think that it's really important for men to understand that this isn't about ego. It's not about we should know. We just don't. There's no user manual that comes with our body and especially with her body of how to really get her warmed up and really get her excited about being intimate. And in all of our work, a lot of skills, a lot of tools that we've learned on how to just do this better. And we both want to share that with people because I think this is a, this is probably the widest problem. I mean, look at the divorce rate that, that people suffer from and, and they don't have to. Yeah, the emotional fallout, if this is not working, is devastating for both. And, and then it, it basically just sucks the energy from everything that you do. So it doesn't matter how successful you are in the world, if this part of your life is not taken care of or you don't feel that it's fulfilling and energizing, it's an energy that we are creating together. And when you have that, that really strong connection then it feels also there's a biological component it's like 14,000 different hormones are being activated when you shift your mood you know this, so we are a very complicated complex biochemical <laughs> magnetic creatures uh, that we really just starting to understand how to how to how to function in this body that is so incredibly intelligent and we really have not learned how to do that a lot of it also is of course communication how to communicate it i think this is one of the really biggest problem uh, that we didn't learn how to communicate our own needs and wants and desires as we so many of us have grown up in in situations where where we couldn't speak up and especially women so that's another really uh, big component of it is that how would he know how my body works when I don't even know how my body works because I don't even know what I want. And, and I think that's probably one of the most frustrating things for men is like, well, tell me what you want. How can I make you happy? Well, I don't freaking know. And if I'm going to tell 
And, it, and I don't want to tell him because I don't want him to feel that thinking that he didn't know for 20 years what I've been hiding from him because I wasn't going there at all. And that's often the case that people are too scared to go to those areas where they actually need to admit that, that they are, that they, that they need, need work. This is an inner work. And then once you kind of cultivate, you know, excavated all those parts of you that are holding you back from expressing your needs and wants and desires in a clear non-judgmental way then you know life takes on a different different aspect because now you're in charge i can say no and i can say yes before i just kind of like well whatever you know i do massages and people often ask them what would they like how they would they want to be touched and it's oh whatever and this is 90% of people, they are, asked, they are saying that because A, they are too scared, B, they don't know. Until I say like, well, you want me to touch you deeper or you want me to touch you lighter? Which one? If you give them a choice, then they can actually have a choice. But none of us have grown up this way. You know, how, you know, as we, you know our parents didn't like, oh, how would you like, you know, like, I mean, our parenting is much different now because... You know, there's a couple of generations and it's like, oh, well, how would you like your cereal? You want it without milk or with milk? And, you know, we grew up now with a little bit more of parenting skills. But, you know, I have a client who comes and it's like I touched his arm the other day and he said, oh, you know, my, my wrist, he just remembered that he was yanked by his mother all the time. So it's very, you know, so then it, this memory gets triggered. So we bring a lot of our past into the bedroom. And so that's the inner work to move through that um, and as a man and having spoken to many many men over the past number of years as i've been involved in a couple of men's groups where we really dive into sharing about what what's going on in our lives both through our work and in relationship to women and what i'm discovering is just these layers of shame that have built up, especially around uh, many of the men who had some sort of a religious upbringing, in my case, you know, Catholic, in some other cases, uh, Muslim or, or other um, you know, Judaism, whatever the religion is, that there's this built up shame around sexuality. And then when the woman asks, so what would you like? I think most men know what they would like. They're just too afraid to be judged about what it is that they really want. And so instead of taking that risk and being able to convey that to her, men will default to porn all right well if uh, i'm too scared to tell my partner what i'd like there's a massive smorgasbord of porn out there i can just watch that and once i'm satiated or tired of that well there's always taking a mistress or or a lover which then further of course erodes the relationship and then you begin to, to really harm the relationship because you are, oh, 
Oh, and dishonest. Dishonest. Or instead of taking a mistress, finding a sex worker who, because they're, it's a third party and it's impersonal, you can tell that person what you want, what your fantasy is, because there's much less risk than you telling your wife what it is that you'd like. And I think that for most men, if they can get over that fear and that shame of there's a specific thing that I'd like to ask her to do for me, that can go a very long way in, in creating connection and, and, and getting that at home rather than having to go outside of the relationship in order to have an awesome sexual relationship. I would like to ask from both of you individually, what is the biggest resistance you find generally with people when, when you're working with them and you want to help them to get better? Do they say, oh, I don't think so, or, oh, this is not me, or what is the biggest resistance for them to loosen up and actually take all in? Um, uh, laziness. <laughs> laziness laziness i mean you know it no it's basically basically it's a lot of work yeah it's a yeah. lot of work say too. you know and, and i cannot and you know i've had a number of clients and you know i just connected with uh, one the other day and she said oh we are doing really well you know our, our sex is okay i mean you know we've we've taken all those classes and workshops from you and and they're great, but you know, not everybody takes advice. You know, it's like, you know, it's because, because they don't want to do the work. They don't want to take a risk that once you start excavating, and I know that I went through this as well when I first found the, the modality that really worked for me and they were talking about this radical honesty and dropping into your body and embodied experiences. And I didn't even know what tree that grew on. And, but I said, okay, this is cool. This is, sounds really interesting, but I know that I'm really far from where I need to be to receive what he's, you know, like his fantasies, for instance, without freaking out. But that's an inside job. And, and who is going to hold my hand through the process that I become this person who is able to then be fully sexually expressed? expressed? Because I knew that I had to go through a lot of my own issues about my own body shame and, you know, emotional insecurities. And, um, and then not only what is it that works for me by eliminating what doesn't work, that's a process in itself, but then how am I going to communicate it? And without fear that if I tell him, he were, and he's like, oh, that's, that's not my thing. He's going to run away. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because you know, may, I might be, you know, I might want want to do something that he's totally not into, and then and vice versa, and then we come to that realization. So I think people are afraid of the consequences. Okay. Uh, what I would like to really share, I think, you know, we are a really good example of it. That what happens when you actually actually take a step and be brave enough to to do that, but I do realize that there are very few people who can hold your hand through the process with compassion and non-judgment. 
there's really no place in society where you can do this. There used to be the confession, you know, and, and you go, you went to the priest that, oh my God, you know, I sinned because, you know, I looked at the neighbor, neighbor's boy and I had this fantasy and then it just sends you home to do some rosemaries and you are absolved. But rosaries. 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 Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that was really the only place you could go. Like, where are you going to go? And nowadays we have sex therapists and, uh, and you know, and that's a long and laborious process. So we are trying, we are offering here an alternative, you know, and 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 also not to make this into like it's a disease. It's not a, this is not you know this is not a malfunction. It is just all of us, literally without exception, we all grew up not knowing how to touch each other. And but when I got really fired up about this whole whole issue, is watching my own kids not having access to this kind of information other than what's available on the internet and mm -hmm. and literally i think this is a this is a real issue in our society now that we are learning everything from online and and yet some of these things are really you know touching someone you cannot do online so um and so therefore we were like the whole zoom thing with the covid and people are being burnt out but you know eva you had been to my workshop and and workshops yes. and you know that it's actually it's, it's also really difficult for people to show up in person and to be brave enough to admit that they might want help or they want to do something different. So actually what we recognize is Zoom is a perfect venue for this because, because it's kind of in between the whole porn screen and reality. So we are offering an alternative that yeah, you can still stay in the comfort of your own home. You can stay anonymous if you want to. Uh, nobody's gonna put pressure on you, but but you can absorb and observe uh, what we and, and play along and play along and, and, and play along. If you if, and and I mean, of course, we are encouraging people to play along, and it's an opportunity for them actually then to practice. Because you can, you know, you can stay in your head about it and you can read books about it, but when you act, until you actually do it, and and that's where that's this is the, really the theme. I think this is time in every aspect of our lives, but especially here, to get empowered and do the work. I have been to your workshop, and I didn't know what to expect. I have been to two of those, and um, I said, "Oh my God, you go, uh, you like candy, and you go in the candy store. How are you going to feel?" And it was very, how to say it, it, it was nothing that you say, oh, I don't want to see. It was, you felt so grounded. You made the place feel so good and so serene. It was a lot. I learned a lot, actually. Thank and you. I thought I, I knew some things and I did not know. So, yeah. What about you, John? Well, there's so many things to learn. And through all the research that's going on, lots of books, lots of under, better understanding. One book that I read that had a profound impact on me was The Five Love Languages. Mm -hmm. And I, with my ex-wife, we just seemed to be struggling really, really badly with the way that we expressed love to each other and what i came to realize is that you know my primary language is through physical contact that's the way that i primarily will feel connected and feel love and hers was on the total other end of the spectrum 
And, and I'm sure it came out of family of origin and that was giving gifts. And so she would, uh, she would show up from time to time and really thoughtful gifts really put a lot of thought into what I might like. And I received them. I said, wow, that was, that was really nice. And it didn't land. Uh, it just didn't land for her and it didn't land for me. And she had so much difficulty with physical touch. And I'm not sure what happened there, whether there was trauma as a child, but we were really missing each other and had no idea that we were missing each other, both with me showing her physical contact and, and thinking, wow, I'm really connecting with her. And she, through giving me these little gifts, and yet neither of us were satisfied that we were being met. So lots of great research and lots of better understanding over the past 10, 20 years of, of how we can just relate better to each other. So, so that's actually a really good point. Yeah, the five love languages. Um, and, and also through this work, I think one of the other fears you said about the resistance, I think what, what people are really afraid of that I think deep in their hearts, they know that if they actually start digging deep, they may come up with something so polar opposite that, you know, it's like they are not, yeah. you're not compatible. And often people are afraid to admit that because now they've invested 20 years, they own a house together, they have children together and they don't want to go there. So they just shrink. And, and, that's, and that's, that's a legitimate risk. Uh, however, I really want to encourage everyone to, to take that risk because because uh, those who have, then you have a whole new world open up to you and release that person from your life so she can, she can or he can find another person who matches that, that, um, that need and it doesn't, you don't torture each other for the rest of your life. But isn't it sad, like the old generation, like they hang on for the dear life to be with the same person? Yes, because they've been told that, you know, like, yeah. Well, now, now divorce is, is rampant, and, but you know, we both know how incredibly devastating and damaging and, uh, is for, for both parties. So, so yeah, we still, take, we still hang on to the, 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 the marriage because people don't want to take the consequences, and the consequences are huge. I'm not going to lie about it. It's huge. So ideally, it would be nice to start a relationship already when you actually figured out whether you're compatible or not, but without knowing that this is even possible, you know, we just jump into relationships so easily for whatever reason. And, and, and I think that's actually, actually really not a good idea in our society to be not prepared. The areas that we really, that are the most important things in your life, like relationship, parenting, your money issues, those, none of those things are taught to us uh, at, an, at an early age where we really would need to have those skills in place. So we are playing catch up here and we're kind of getting to the end game where all this personal development world had started 
20, 30 years ago, maybe 40 years ago, and kind of started sipping. And it, it, it really gives an alternative to people other than what the mainstream is giving you, which is, which is more judgment and more fear. And so those are the people that we, are, we would like to invite who are, who, are, who are willing to learn and expand their existence, whatever we have, time we have left on this planet. And with COVID and everything that's changing so rapidly, we realize that there's not much you can hang on to. But if you actually have a core belief that, that you are strong enough to, and you can adapt, and you have the skills to adapt whatever is happening to you, then you can also resort, find resource within you. And, and, this, and the sexual resource is, is a very important and powerful resource to jet fuel. As I see, there are two, two kinds of people should attend. People who want to save their marriage, there is still love, and they, they know that they can repair it. And people who start, so you start on the right foot. And that's what I'm talking all the time about. Do you have a plan? Have you talked about this and that? You know, people say, oh, I'm in love. There is not such a thing. You are infatuated. Well, you know, that's, that's a whole other um, conversation about what we think love is and what it's not. You know, millions of books have been written on it, about it. But, but in our society, yeah, we have been, we all grew up with the Hollywood version of, uh, of what love and sex is. And, and it's not frankly, enough. Not frankly, enough. frankly, it's a very immature way of looking at things. And if we think that that's how things work, and we often think, because that was really the only education and the only introduction as the TV and the movies were, were so prevalent in our culture. And, and they are projecting a very limited idea what that is. And so we live in a fantasy world and most, most of us end up getting divorced because that fantasy world doesn't match the reality at all. And then you are unskilled. Um, and so that's the, the, the gap that we are trying to bridge here. So basically we talked about everything. We talked about what pe why people don't have good sex life. We talked about what they can expect, what you're going to present. And after this is over, are you going to have another session or is there something that they, they can expect? Because if they can tune in and they like what they see and they're going to try it, but you know, once is not enough, so they might want to see more. So what's the plan? Well, we've, <laughs> <coughs> we've got lots of ideas on okay. what to do next. There are, well, as you said, uh, once is not enough. It reminds me of going to lots of different personal development workshops and you come out of it on a Sunday night and you're all juiced up and excited about, about changing your life. And then by Tuesday, <laughs> all, of, all of that is dissipated and you're going back to your old patterns. So as humans, we need reinforcement. We need practice, we need to be reminded, and Julia and I are really using this workshop as a way to test, is this the right format? We think it is. Is this the right level for the people that are, are wanting to attend? We think it is. 
and then getting their feedback we continue to have some sort of a an ongoing process where we might have um, a group of, of people who are committed to doing this work and perhaps every couple of weeks get together for a play night and we'll come up with some really fun and interesting stuff to do. So that's one of the things that we've been discussing. We also are talking about doing a couples retreat. Julia loves Italy. She's fluent in Italian, lived in Florence, and is uh, just dying to get back there. That and would be great. Of, yeah, we thought it would be so great to take a few couples and have a few days where we can not only enjoy the sights and the sounds and the and the tastes and the romance of, of and Italy the, and the romance of Italy and the wine, well, and, all of it, <laughs> and, and the wine, and then have a number of days, perhaps five or six days, where we can be in this container and continue to work on the skills day and day, day in and day out, and see how that then develops into skills and how couples grow together. So that, that's a couple of things that we've been uh, talking about, have on our mind. Julia, anything else? Yeah, and, 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 and anyone else, which I've been doing this for a while now, anyone else who is experiencing our, our, our workshop, they can, and then they decide to work with us individually and privately as well, that's also available. Um, and that's, that has been ongoing. Uh, you know, I offer intimacy coaching and uh, John is working on uh, the men's side and we are developing programs uh, for the men. And this workshop that we, or play shop that we put together is really, it's only two hours. So it's really a, an experiment mm -hmm. uh, because we only are able to show a little bit of, uh, well, of, the vastness. Of, of, the, of the vastness of, yeah, of the techniques, yeah. You know, like, because we are, we are talking about a little striptease, a little, a little touching, and connecting, eye gazing, penis massage, pussy massage. So those are, like, those are like each one can be a two, three hour and a full day workshop itself if one really wants to learn it because it's a mind shift around all of these practices. So here we are really just giving a taster uh, but a pretty juicy one. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that the, the, the issues, there's really not that many. Uh, I've now been involved in, in a couple of men's groups over the past 12, 13 years and have sat listening to a lot of men from early 20s up into their 70s talk about their struggles with work, with money, and with women. These are the three pillars of, of, of really our, our masculinity uh, and, and our, as men showing up in the world. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> with regard to women, the, um, I, I think that the struggles are really not understanding First of all, how do I really connect with a woman and what are the kinds of things that, that will create connection? 
And then secondly, understanding myself. I, uh, I was actually shocked how many guys, when we did our, our monthly accountability, the, especially the guys in their 20s, well, my monthly accountability is no porn for one month. It's like, wow, really? <laughs> guy after guy uh, making this, this commitment to not watch porn for a month. And some of these guys struggled badly when I think it would have been way more fun for them to be actually connecting with a real woman and to develop their skills and, and to enjoy their sexuality with her. So lots of things that um, over the past you know, 10, 15 years that I've discovered uh, about the struggles, the, the, the similarities that men are struggling with and, and ways to address them. And uh, I've mentored a lot of, of men both in business and, and some around their sexuality and it's it's just amazing these some of these men seem to be they're good looking young men who uh, on the outside are incredibly confident and would have no issues at all but through usually family of origin lots of struggles with themselves internally for me um, the sexual part I leave it to both of you <laughs> because it's it's okay to have a from a man point of view but do they want to know about what a woman thinks it's you know it it can give a different point of view to have them so yeah you both are think uh, are, are great to yeah, teach them about sex environments where we can not just like us women talk to each other but then we also talk to the men and let men yeah. talk to each other however I think us, us women, I mean, I always say that, you know, the best trained men are the men trained by women. And, and, but, but I think there's a lot of things that I cannot train a man. They will listen to another man more. It's kind of, it's, um, it's that whole tribal thing about, you know, yes. men, you know, the, the, the sports teams, it's just inherent. And, uh, and I think that's why I think our, our partnership is, uh, is so exciting because we can actually meet people um, from all different angles. My my goal is whatever works. You know, I just want to get get people to get more intimate with each other and and be more exciting. Because if when those people who are who are excited and have fun and they love life and they are excited about living, then they spread that energy around and they are happy. They are more fun to be with, more fun to be around, and those are the kind of people we want around. And then we're not going to inflict pain on everyone else around them. And that's really, that's really the goal. Mm -hmm. Why not to get rid of all that negative energy, all that right. trauma, and really enjoy life because life is too short. So it's, you know, it's lighten, lightening up. It's yeah, lightening, lightening up. up. I thank you so much. I'm going to take all the information from you. I'm going to post it. Yes. And people who want to sign up, they're going to sign up. And I think yes. we're going to see you on Tuesday. Okay. All right. Thank you, Eva. Okay. Thank you, Eva. A really fun talking to you.
it was a pleasure meeting you and you guys you are amazing together thank you for listening and don't forget there is no happiness without love love yourself love your partner